You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 254, Why You Should Start a Blog, Part 2. Last week we started this this episode and uh, talking about the importance of blogging and you know maybe maybe you're one of those people that that's never started a blog or maybe you started one one time and you've kind of let it lapse you found out that it was a lot of work posting regular and consistent content but I want to give you some reasons why you should consider starting or restarting your blog every now and then I'll hear somebody or I'll see an article talking about how blogging is dead, and I don't believe that for a second. Blogging is not dead. Uh, I'm consistently reading other people's content. There are people reading my content consistently. Um, Blogs are some of the places that I go to pull information from when I'm doing research. So there are definitely uh, reasons to to blog. I'm going to give you those. I'm going to start with um, last week, what we covered last week, and then I'll give you some, some new material in just a minute. Um, the first thing we said about blogging is that it's a great place to share your knowledge and expertise. You know, everybody's an, an expert in something. What are you an expert in? What can you impart to others? Uh, a second thing, and this is really, I think, one of the most important reasons why blogging is important especially if you're a writer like I am, blogging helps you develop your writing skills. I talk to people all the time who say, oh, you know, I saw you've published all these books and I see you write this blog and, you know, I want to be a writer. And and, and my question is, well, what are you writing now? And invariably it's, well, nothing. Start a blog or something else. I mean, look, if if you want to write, you got to write. If you want to develop your writing skills, the only way to get better is by writing, and creating a blog is is a great way to do that. Number three, we covered this. Writing a, a blog, putting something together will help you develop your critical thinking skills. There's, there's something about putting my words on paper or, you know, electronically that helps me work through issues or helps me um, contemplate solutions to things I'm working through. Um, even even when I'm putting messages or talks or books together, uh, there's something about getting started that actually helps me flesh it out. I find there's something about creating momentum, and 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 when I create momentum, the the thoughts start to develop, and so it's really a powerful way to develop your critical thinking skills. Uh, and this is the last one we covered last week. Number four, a blog is a great place to express your views on what is important to you. Not surprisingly, if it's important to you, it's probably important to some other people as well. And you you may just find, if, if you're putting consistent 
quality content out there about what it is that interests you. You may have other people that want to connect with you, and before you know it, you may even have an online community. So today I want to jump in. We've got three three more reasons on why you should start a blog or even restart one if you, you started one time and gave up. Number one, a blog becomes a repository for your thoughts. A blog becomes a repository for your thoughts. What, what do we mean by that? For me, I find that I revisit and repurpose my content all the time. Uh, some of my blogs have been modified into sermons or leadership teachings. In other cases, uh, some of the stuff that I've written has been turned into podcasts. Uh, I find that um, so much of the material that I use um, is used in more than one way. And so rather than just hoping I'll remember all these ideas or I'll remember these great concepts or I'll remember the stuff that I want to talk about, it's out there already in electronic form and it makes it very easy to locate it. And I get it. Some people would rather do that in a notebook. That's fine. The problem is with a notebook, nobody else has access to it. And remember, we talked about talking about um, uh, expressing your views on what's important to you, on sharing your knowledge and expertise. So if it's just in a notebook, if it's just in your journal, if you're you're you're, you're keeping your thoughts there, if it's the if your journal is the repository for your your ideas and your thoughts, nobody else is getting the benefit of that material. And so I would rather go ahead and put it out there um, in an electronic form where it's available to people and can help people. And then if I need it, I've also got access to it again. So this is this is a great thing. And especially, um, you know, I think sometimes as writers, we have this idea that, that, that I have to create new content every single day. Everything has to be fresh. Everything has to be new. And, you know, that's just not true. Uh, you, know, you know, we all can't be... Um, Seth Godin. Seth Godin publishes content every single day. I think seven days a week, he publishes something fresh on his blog. It's not always long. Sometimes it's just a short paragraph or two, but something fresh, something new every day. Everybody doesn't do that. But, you know, very often, every few years, I'll go through my blogs and, and, and repost. I may tweak it a little bit. I may re-edit it. I may touch it up a little bit, but it's not uncommon at all for me to repost blogs on my blog that, that I wrote two or three years ago. Um, you know, there is something powerful. If it was powerful then, very often it's still powerful now. So um, creating a repository for your thoughts and your content is very important. Number two, your blog can be a great way to promote your business. Of course, if you have a business. But you know, if you're a businessman or a businesswoman, if you've got your own business, if you've got your own company, uh, most businesses have websites. These websites provide potential customers with the services you provide, your cost, your hours of operation, your location, maybe some of the history of your company. But what would happen if you added an informative blog to your website 
that gave customers valuable information. I mean, just think about it. If you run a plumbing company, what are some of the things that people need to know about their plumbing? What are some preventative maintenance tips that you could offer? What's the best way to clear up a stopped sink or a stopped up toilet? And by providing this helpful information, you're setting your company up for success and demonstrating that you care about your customers. Um, people can find your, your website uh, because of the content that you're creating with your blog, and then they're going to realize that you have a company that caters to their needs. And this can be any kind of business. If, if you're somebody who has a, a heating and air company, what are... What are some things that people need to know about their heating and air system? What are some preventive maintenance tips that they need to do every year? What are some ways that they can um, take care of their system and make sure they get the most out of it? You know, short um, informational blogs drive people to your website, which is driving people to your business. And, you know, we we think about this, and whatever your business is, if you're in IT, if you're... Um, you know, a, a coach or a consultant or, you know, whatever. There are so many things that people want to know about your business. And the just giving them the hours of operation and how much you charge, really, that's not enough. What valuable free content can you give them that's going to really give them a great opinion of your business. They're going to come to your website. They're going to learn something. And then when they need your services, it's very likely that they'll come back um, to your website and get in contact with you. Now, I get it. I get it. I've got friends who run businesses, and because they're successful business owners, um, they don't really have time to sit down every week and, and, and put content together. But, you know, you can't hire people. You can hire people, you can tell them what you want, and they can actually create content for your website. This is actually a thriving business that if this is something that appeals to you, you've got a business, um, you've never thought about this, you can very easily add a blog to your website, but you don't want to write it, well, then hire somebody, pay them per post, and uh, give them the outlines of what you want, give them some ideas, and you know, give them, give, give them some material, let them create it, and then add it to your website. Who knows what that might do for your business. So, one more. Today we've talked about your blog will become a uh, repository for your thoughts. It's a great place to store your content electronically while it's available to, to, to the online community. It's also a great way to promote your business. And then number three, your blog might lead to a book. You know, some people estimate, and I, and I see this when I, when I, when I, when I, if you Google this, you'll see what I'm talking about. Anywhere from 80% or more of Americans have considered writing a book. Can you imagine that? 80% of the people um, that you come in contact with have considered writing a book about something. You know, people have experienced things in life they've got knowledge, they've got expertise, or through some tragedy or something that they've gone through and overcome, or maybe they just have a great idea for a novel or a story, or maybe they want to write a children's book, or maybe they want to put together a cookbook. But 80% 
of Americans have considered writing a book, and maybe you are part of that number as well. Where would you start? Well, it's like we said earlier, you know, you've got to develop your writing skills. Um, people talk about writing books, but these people very often also have no writing experience. And so getting some experience writing and, you know, that, that uh, you know, English lit class you had or that, um, you know, composition that you wrote in college 20 years ago, ah, you probably, that's not going to help you. You need to go back and kind of re restart developing your writing skills, getting into the writing habit if you're going to actually put a book together. And a blog is a great way to do that. You know, several of my books um, actually came from my blog. Uh, the resource highlight for today, and I'll go ahead and give that to you, is my book, Leading, in, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. Now, this book is a collection of of blog posts that I wrote over several years on leadership, personal productivity, supervision, management, and uh, similar subjects. And so as I um, began considering putting a leadership book together, um, I started pulling you know, so many of these blog posts out, editing them, revising them, tweaking them a little bit, uh, touching them up, and then putting them into the book, organizing the book itself. And I, of course, I wrote a few other chapters for the book, but I'd say probably 80 to 90% of the content for leading into the 21st century and beyond 2.0 came directly from my blog. So there's a link in the show notes. Check it out. But, um, you know, and then several of my other books, um, New Testament Snapshots, Reflections on the Resurrection. Uh, these books came, uh, many of the chapters in there, much of that content came from post that I had written on things that uh, um, you know were dealt with in the book. So um, your blog could very well lead to a book. Now this is not necessarily the case in fiction. Now some fiction authors have have made this work, but that's pretty rare. But in the nonfiction realm, how to, uh, self-help, leadership, motivational books, um, really so many people have created books out of their blog because you get into the habit of writing consistently, the blog post itself becomes a chapter, and you just have the content already there. You just have to now take it and tweak it and revise it and compile it into a book form. So this is really, really uh, a great way to think about writing a book if you've got something nonfiction that, that really interests you. Um, you know, we talked about uh, earlier, you know, a great place to share your knowledge and expertise. Well, if you start putting together a, a blog about a subject that interests you and something that you're very knowledgeable about, and you start getting uh, regular hits on your post, people are reading it regularly, people are interacting, they're enjoying it, it's helpful, then by all means, you should consider compiling that information into a book and even you know publishing it um, yourself or the traditional publishing route. But look at doing that. That's a great way to think about publishing a book. This blogging consistently about a specific subject is one of the best ways to write a book because really you think about it, if you put consistent posts together, whether it's once a week or you know twice a month, really by the end of the year, 
you're going to probably have enough material for a book. So definitely something to think about. So just to recap today, we talked about how our blog becomes a repository for our thoughts. It's a great way to promote your business, and your blog could very well lead to a book. Make sure you check out the resource highlight uh, leading into the 21st century and beyond 2.0. Great leadership material that came directly from my blog. Uh, friends, thanks for being with me. Listen, if you if you would uh, help me out, go to uh, my website, davidspell.com. Um, I'd love to stay connected with you. Go to davidspell.com, drop your email address right there in the uh, little block box, and um, you know, let's just stay connected. You'll get my content um, weekly. Uh, you, you won't get spammed. I only send out you know a newsletter every month or two. And so it'll just be a great way for us to stay in touch. And if you're interested in advertising with me, drop me an email, david at davidspell.com, and let's talk. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. We'll see you next time on Leading and Learning. Mm-hmm.